Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Take Two Radio. We are pleased to bring you interviews with people in the entertainment and music industry, discussions and recaps of the four remaining daytime soaps, that's The Bold and the Beautiful, The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, and Days of Our Lives, as well as various other shows. For upcoming and previous shows, check Take2Radio.com, that's with the number two, and you can find us on Blog Talk Radio, iHeartRadio, iTunes, and other streaming apps. Follow us on social media at Take2Radio, and thanks for listening. Hey, good evening, everybody. Welcome to Take2Radio Soaps and Review. I'm David, your fill-in host for this evening. And with me tonight, I have my, I have Vinny. Hey, what's up, Dave? Nice to have you. We have Belinda. Welcome back. Hey, guys. This is Belinda from Soapgirt TV. Glad to be here. And we have Anthony. Hey, hey, hey. How is everybody doing? We are waiting for Candace. She is running a little bit behind, but she will be here. Well, it's so how is everybody a, doing? It's been a long day. I literally got on the call about three seconds before we went live, so glad to be here, though. I'm glad you're here. I'm I glad you're here. We, we had a lot of fun the last time um, you were on, Belinda. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I just, I wish I had more time to just content creation eats up your life. But uh, I am so excited. I I generally am just talking to myself in a microphone. So talking to you guys is awesome. <laughs> I'm not in an <laughs> echo chamber. And Vinny, uh, it seems you stepped you stepped up your sub game, huh? I have. Um, I mean, I've been going through a lot over the past two weeks. My schedule isn't as hectic as it's been. So, yeah, I um, not only did I do more detailed notes for GH and Days, but I also started watching B&B and Y&R, my first, uh, my first introduction to those characters. And I was actually shocked that, that Bold and Beautiful is only a half-hour show. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, no, I, I, I enjoyed it. For us the... it is, Benny. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Let me ask you this, Vinny, for, you know, for someone who is relatively new to, to three of the soaps, you know, two of them, obviously, mm-hmm. the last week, um, do you see differences between the bold and the beautiful and the other three? Um, it's a little bit, from what I saw, it was a little bit faster paced. Obviously, being a shorter show, um, you kind of <laughs> have to get those beats in a little quicker. Um, but ultimately, they're, they're all... I mean, I, I mean, ultimately, the one that stands out in front of the rest of the days, in my opinion. Um, obviously, I've been a fan of GH longer. Um, I, I see a lot of similarities between a lot of the storylines. I do feel that 
Y&R um, is something that I feel like I will get into a lot deeper um, because I'm enjoying the character of Victor Newman um, and that storyline that's going on thus far, but I still have to, I, I kind of have to do my research with that and just kind of go and see where it is. But um, I mean, ultimately they all seem to have really similar storytelling. Um, so we'll have to see how, how it, how it goes for me going forward. All right. Well, that's a pretty fair assessment. Be, uh, I, I think you might be, uh, you might surprise yourself. Okay. <laughs> so, Belinda, <clears throat> why don't we give you the honor? What soap do you want to start with tonight? Oh, my goodness. I think we have to start with Bulb just because, yes. not, the, not the fashion challenge. I, I only care about that in as much as I want Eric to stomp Ridge into dust. But because of Eric's health crisis and the rampant rumors, about John McCook's non-existent three-year contract renewal, I've been very annoyed at the misreporting on that. Uh, I think people are not embracing the storyline as they should because of the fake news surrounding that. So bold is definitely the most important right now, I feel. Do you want to um, right. go on to say what you found out? Um, Okay. Talk about John, that article in particular, because I love well, so, I loved it on your last one. Right. So real quick, what had happened was, you, I, you guys probably know that when you Google stuff now, you don't get quality results. There'll be old stuff that comes up at the top, and Google's really wackadoo right now. There's this Soaps.com article from 2011 that comes up towards the top if you Google like John McCook contract. And then this Asian churn site saw that and they churned the article like it was brand new information. Um, and then some tabloids started copying that. <laughs> and literally we're talking about news that is 11 years old. John McCook has not signed a three-year deal, there's been no confirmation, and I, the, the network would never let him during a life-and-death storyline confirm something like that. Plus, he's in his 80s. Three-year deals are very rare these days. There's just so many things, but the genesis of it, you can just see, and I, I've traced it. I've shown the receipts and everything. Tabloids picked it up, and finally, a couple of one legitimate site picked it up with no source, and then when they were taking heat, and I'm not going to drop their name, for not having a source, then they decided to source a sketchy tabloid. And then other sites are now reporting it like it's news because of this one thing. It's, it's this whole game of telephone, and it's very annoying, no contract renewal that anyone knows about. There is no credible information about it. Everybody just needs to forget about that and lean into the storyline, you know, because we don't know. We don't know. Maybe John McCook has decided to retire. Maybe not. I feel like it's not going to be a fatal illness. I do think it's going to be very serious. That's my feeling about it. I think, you know, personally, I've seen this, you know, real-life storyline before. And I think that this is the ushering into him becoming, you know, a recurring player. 
um, right. sweeping in and out, you know, for storyline arcs. And you just said it a few minutes ago, you know, the man is in the early 80s. He has been on television for about 45 years, you know, on and off other soaps before bowls. You know, if, if he's ready to take a step back and say, you know, hey, first off, if he's ready to take a step back and say, hey, I'm done, you know, I've been on this show since day one, and I've given it all that I can give it at this point, then we have to applaud that. Um, but it, it, it seems to be that they're setting it up for, you know, for him to come to a recurring status where he can kind of come and go as he sees fit, as the show needs him, um, still have the anchor and, and give him more freedom to, to enjoy his life as he sees fit. Um, it's funny, Belinda, we, we spoke about um, rumors on the last show and, you know, how they're pulling archive, archival articles, yep. you know, that, that somewhat coincide with storylines that are happening now because it's so buffers and, you know, we recycle stories. And, yeah. you know, we get the same beats every couple of years in certain places. And so it's easy to pull those stories out and then, you know, the soap world goes wild. Um, you know, public service announcement, if the site that you're going to does not correspond with a legitimate soap opera, you know, and I don't want to name any others, but, you know, there's other ones that have podcasts. We, we know who the legitimate sites are. If it's not one of those few legitimate sites, chances are, and I'm talking high chances in the 90s, that it's, it's fake news or it's a recycled story from years ago. And honestly, we really just have to take, take the rhetoric down a little bit, take the frenzy down, and, and like Belinda just said, enjoy the storyline because honestly, there's some really good writing and some really good acting going on right now. Very well said. There is. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I want to just add on to that, what you were saying about enjoying the storyline. Honestly, that in general, pulling back the curtain has ruined a lot of entertainment because there's too many people that want to know the behind the scenes rather than just enjoying what's on the screen. It's happening. It's happened to wrestling too. You know, it's like who's you know whose contract is coming up, who's not you know who's not really who the, you know their character in real life. I was I was laughing because there's a character in the WWE, Grayson Waller, who's a former Australian rugby player, and he got the Taylor Swift fans in a tizzy over the weekend um, because he was maintaining character on on X. And uh, it's just, it's amazing to me how so many, so many fans, so many people who are on social media can't understand the concept of somebody keeping in character. And that just ties right into the dirt sheets, as I call them, but the rumors and the people that just want to get themselves heard, so to speak. And it, does, it hurts, it hurts all entertainment. So on Bald, I definitely want to talk to you guys about the stuff that Liam is doing. (laughs) I am not, and I realize you you literally just started watching Bald, but Anthony, I know you've been watching a lot longer. You know, I feel like every time Finn calls him a new name, that new name is very accurate. Was it last week? (laughs) Was it it Scumbag? (laughs) And then we've got Little Puke. I like, Scott, I like Scott Clifton, but this is 
to me the most unlikable that the character has been in the whole time I've been watching the show. I really don't like him. I want Steffi to come home and tell him to go kick rocks, you know. <laughs> what do you guys think? Yes. Yeah, he has actually been an ass, I think, because, <laughs> number one, the kiss hasn't come out yet, and yes. I wonder if Finn is going to um, bring out his inner Sheila when he finds out. <laughs> I feel like that that kiss is long overdue. I actually did a video on this just the other day, but I feel like that Liam can almost play that reveal as a trump card because right now he's been, like, trying to drive a wedge between them, and he's been trying to pull Steffi away. But I think if he drops that bombshell on Finn, oh, by the way, I've been kissing your wife, implying that Steffi was completely complicit in it, that I think Finn might blow up, not just at Liam, but also at Steffi because she's had so much time to come clean. And because she hasn't come clean, then it makes it seem like a bigger deal than it really was to me, if, if I was the husband looking at it, you know? I, I have to agree with that. And, you know, they, they seem to write this, this scenario over and over and over again, um, where Liam has, Liam has a piece of something. Liam claims to have the moral upper ground and so on and so forth. But really underneath it all, you know, there's a game being played. And, and, you know, Liam and Hope are are the two characters that always come out shiny and squeaky clean, no matter what happens. You, there's, mm-hmm. you know, there's the, the blanket sympathy that's built in, you know, to all of the interactions and the way, you know, even, even back in the day with the Liam, uh, Wyatt, Liam, Steffi, you know, Liam was dead wrong and still came out with the moral high ground. And, they're, you know, mm-hmm. they, continue to, they continue to write it this way. I honestly think I absolutely love Scott Clifton as well. I honestly think it's time for, for you know, for them to take a break with the character, send him off somewhere, you know, let him go do something for a while and bring back, you know, bring him back with a fresh, completely out of the triangle storyline. You know, we've seen, I, I don't know, what, 30 different iterations of this between Liam Hope and Steffi. Hope, Steffi Wyatt. Hope, uh, uh, you know, Liam Hope. Wyatt. And we've seen so many iterations. We threw Finn in here. Finn's been a great addition. Um, tying him to Sheila, a lot of people hated it. I always thought it was a great idea. We don't know a lot about Liam's past still, uh, not Liam, um, Finn's past still to this point. We don't know that there haven't been other anger moments. We've seen a couple of where his, his you know, the, the facade started to crack and he pulled it back. I want to see the Sheila in him come out. I want Liam to mouth off in, in a certain way, and I want to see the Sheila in him come out. Um, and exactly. I do, at this point, I want to see Liam knock down a bunch of pegs. Oh, I agree. And I'm so disappointed about the news about Darren Brooks leaving. I mean, it's oh my not God, surprising. Yeah. They barely, you know, they barely had him on. Felony Flow has been gone, his fiance. They did, Bald has this bad habit of exiting people without telling us they've exited people, like how they did Quinn, how they did Rena Sofer. It was like, oh, she just went to lunch and then she was gone. 
And, you know, we've already seen the last of Darren Brooks. They didn't give him, to me, any kind of respectful exit. And I like, I will definitely take Wyatt over Liam, especially the way they're writing it now. Oh, and absolutely. that was just so, so disappointing. And a lot of people, when I did a video on it, a lot of people in the comments, it was funny. They were saying, oh, I wish he stayed and they'd written Liam out. But, you know, we can't have nice things, I guess. I am and looking forward we, to Seth. Go ahead. Oh, I was oh, just going to say, we've, we've discussed this on the show before, but I think one of the biggest missteps that Bold ever made was to end the Wyatt-Katie relationship as quickly as they did. That was such a breath of fresh air. It was so much fun yeah, to watch. And it was rich with stories that could have been told that wasn't told because they pulled the plug on it. And ever, I honestly, ever since then, they've really not known what to do with him. And it's just been a character that pops in for storyline development for other characters. They really have not known what to do with him. I'm... I'm kind of sad that he's going um, because I just, I, I enjoy him. Um, but, you know, there is another show that could potentially, you know, oh, yeah. there are a couple. woo him over. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. I would, I, I think for him as an actor, it's probably good that it's just over. But for just as a fan, you know, as a, a viewer, I, I think it's definitely, and I agree with you about Wyatt and Katie. I loved them together. I was so mad when Bill blackmailed her into that breakup. They were solid. They were a really good couple. They were, like, as you said, something different, not a triangle, you know. And they were fun, you know, the role-playing and, and just the cheekiness of, of <laughs> they brought out the best in, in, in each other. It was such a fun storyline to watch. I agree completely. The other thing I'm interested in is all the, the chatter, the insane chatter around this new character, Luna, um, and the speculation. You know, everybody's like, oh, is she actually Finn's sister? You know, is she a forester? And I keep trying to tell people, I've done, I've done the genetic math on this, and the only Forrester who could have spawned her with it not being disgusting that she's kissing RJ is actually Eric. Because yep. if she's any other Forrester male's kid, she is a half-sibling or a cousin, a first cousin of his. And I don't, you know, as much as Eric was a horn dog back in his day, I don't think so. I, it's just so weird that Lee Finnegan is so worked up about her sister being a gift shop slut. It's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like that okay. And the uh, Young and the Restless crossover? Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Um, I hope you know, when they said it was going to be a five-episode event, my initial thought was that's two and a half episodes too much. It's funny because you said that you, as a newer watcher to Bold, you felt like they move at a faster pace. As a longtime mm -hmm. watcher of Bold, you'll find that that's not true. What happens is they move at a certain pace, but then they repeat scenes wholesale. Like you'll have a conversation on Monday, same conversation on Tuesday, same conversation on Thursday. Oh, wow. That's, that's, been, that's been my – yeah, you're, you're going to see that it's very different, that you get like – you know, 14 to 16 minutes of actual content a day, and a lot of it is repetitious. But 
Um, the fashion showdown, as it comes down to, it's only going to be about two and a half episodes because it's really not going to start off until I think a week from today is when it's actually going to start moving. And I, I'm okay with that. I'm excited about Lauren coming. I like Esther. I love Kate Linder. It's kind of a, a random choice, but I, I like it. I'm very interested to see if Marie Osmond is going to be doing a German accent as Countess von Frankfurt. That When I hear <laughs> yeah. that, it just makes me think of Rocky Horror Picture Show. Um, and then we have this French singer coming as well, Elsa Esno, if I'm saying it right. So yeah, I'm excited. I, again, I just really want Eric to win. <laughs> Candace. Hello, everybody. Hi. Hello. Um, hey, Candace. So, hey, Candace. all right. So, so this. Hey, guys. Okay. So, you guys are talking about all the news stuff, and and I just want to say this. So, for Elsa, it's funny because I met her two weeks ago in New York City, and then the following Tuesday she dropped that announcement. I was like, really? Like, okay, she could have told me, but you know, I get it. Secrets, secrets, secrets. With Darian Brooks. I know oh where you met her. Yes. <laughs> With Darian Brooks, I mean, it was the news that I think most of us was waiting on. Yeah. Because, you know, when he said about noticing him in the, in the, in the opening credits, I'm going to be completely honest, that wasn't when I noticed that he wasn't going to be a full-time. I think you guys mentioned it earlier is like, when they had felony flow when Katrina wasn't coming back, Denise Richards wasn't coming back, and with Rena, I think that's when I was like, oh, yeah, they're setting something up. I'm going to miss him because, to me, he was the Spencer man that actually made sense at times. Oh, yeah. And who didn't have, quote, unquote, an agenda when it came down yes. to his relationship. Because I can honestly say this, I liked it him and Hope. I liked it him and Steffi. I like, you know what I'm saying. Instead of okay, and him like and with Sally, Hope, him and Sally was interesting. Well, him no, and Sally Katie, him there. and everybody. Oh, Katie and him. He's good with okay, everybody. Let me, let me just express my gratitude to them doing that storyline up until a certain point. I yeah. loved it. I love that you had two characters who wanted to have fun. Not be in a serious relationship, but just have fun. Because I feel as though sometimes we forget that not, a, and I'm going to say this out very loud, so for all of those who are saying, I can't believe Candace said that, Candace did say it. We don't always have to have couples that is like endgame or that it's a serious standard of the soap. I want fun. I want the one-night stands. I want the random hookups. I want a, the, the, the normal booty calls. I want those kind of relationships on itself to the point where I'm just like, I'm intrigued with this. I'm intrigued because of all the people, Wyatt and Katie, like, come on now, until they start getting serious. And I was like, oh, yeah, y'all blew this for me. I was like, I'm done. Like, I was done, you know. Um, I <sighs> I See, that. I wasn't done. I okay. thought, I, I thought, you know, integrating him with, um, with, um, oh God, what's the son's name? Bill and Katie's son. Will. <laughs> oh, Will. 
Well, well yeah. thank you. Well, um, you, you know, they had just started. They had just started to Will walked in. They were playing around. There, there was a lot of rich story that could have been told, and they could have kept the fun because the banter, the chemistry between oh, yeah. them was so I mean, so the chemistry was there, but when you got serious, like, to me, I okay, I don't need six months down the line on a very special episode of Bold and Beautiful. Wyatt and Katie, you know, Wyatt says that he loves Katie. Okay, you can say that, but at the same time, don't make it serious to the point where it's like, are they really in love? Like, are they, like, I don't know. It's just I was missing that fun without the drama. But, the like, to me, the best scene of the Katie Wyatt, you know, is when Bill found out. <laughs> like, Bill says, do you have a man yeah. here? Way to go! Like it was just so. It was just like, oh, Bill. And the way when Katie said, oh, you have no idea. And I'm just like, yo, Bill doesn't know that Katie's getting not, getting fun by his own son. I'm like, that's that's that soap. That is soap. But I'm going to miss him because I think there was some missed opportunities with Wyatt, oh, other than being a sounding board. Like, I I feel as though I'm gonna be honest when he did that little crossover, whatever they want to call it. On the Young and the Rustlers, I kept questioning. I was like, could why come over to, G- to the GC and, and to, the young, to, to the younger set, you know? But it's, <clears throat> we, and, and that's, my, that's my theory. Um, I, I, I have a, a very strong feeling that he's going to pop up in Genoa City. And I'm going to say this, Anthony, you know I love you. And you know I love my young and the wrestlers. You know I, I'm I'm yeah. a CBS girl through and through. I do not want that to happen. I'm gonna tell you why. I look at what they've done to Sally on the young Thank and the wrestlers. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm y'all have no idea when I saw the promo this this week's promo. I said, "Are you serious?" I went back. I went back. To look at old, bold, and beautiful um, episodes, which is on YouTube. Shout out to them. And I'm like, I'm eating my popcorn, and I'm like, where has this Sally Spector Jr. gone? Where has she gone? Yep. Where is this girl that had the feistiness, had the sassiness, and wasn't going to let just like, you know, she was a little conniving. We all know that. She was a schemer. We all know that. But where has she, she's gone? And if I, I keep thinking, okay, spark. we yeah, she lost that that fire, that thing that keeps us going. And I was thinking about Wyatt. I was like, why to come over and be kind of a you know something towards Abby or to Summer or? And then I stopped to think. I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> if if God like Nashville turns was still in the air, oh heck yeah, I'm sending him straight up to Oakdale. But I. It's like I, I'm like I said, I'm gonna miss Wyatt. I hope down the line we'll see him again. It sucks because this is tough anniversary year. That's another thing. Um, but I wish him well, and I hope to see you soon, Derek. I really do, man, because you are talented and you're funny as I don't know what. You need your own sitcom besides Blue Sitcom. <laughs> Absolutely. So, Candace, let's let's roll this. I just as you were coming on, I was asking about the crossover. Are we oh, gonna see it or not? 
what what's your what's your theory here? Bill, we need to have a serious talk. Brad Bell, Josh Griffin. Most of you, Brad, you need to be the one to do it, Brad. You need to pull the trigger. Literally, pull the trigger. It's been, uh, it's, it's been leading up to this moment where, okay, y'all do these little crossovers here and there, and it's also can and stuff, but yeah. everybody is biting their lip to the point where, some of us actually had a lip bleed. I ain't going to say no names because I, you know, respect people. <clears throat> but if you don't do this, then I've lost all faith in, this, in, in Lauren ever finding out Sheila's alive. Because this is the thing sure? that with this, this is because usually, now I will say this. Bold is that soap. Uh, Dave's now, Dave's are starting to pick up on it. Bold and Beautiful sometimes doesn't tell you everything that's going to happen, which I appreciate. That's an old-school William J. Bell trait. But yep. if we don't do this now, then it's going to, that, it's going to be that point where are you, do you even want it to happen? And you can't say, Brad, that you can't because you've had Lauren on the Bold and Beautiful and you've had, you have had Sheila. Y'all need to go ahead and just cross that road. Let's go. Let the fireworks begin. It has been years in the making for Lauren to see Sheila and have a I want I so want the scene to be where they're at um El what's the place that, that Sheila's working at again? I want to say Diego. Thank you. El Giardino. Where Lauren is uh, and, and Eric are talking, Eric leaves out, Lauren is there in the restaurant, Sheila starts panicking, sort of like a throwback to when um, that scene when Scotty, Lauren, Sheila, and Eric was together when Scotty found out that Sheila was the new Mrs. Forrester. I want something like that to happen, where like, like Lauren is like in a state of shock. You have Esther there. Which I was like, hey, I was like, go ahead, I said, go ahead, Kate Linden, finally coming on the ball, the beautiful, go ahead, girl. But it's like this has to happen. If it's like hey, I, said, I, I, I need it for the happen. It's five episodes. That's the thing that that's scaring me. It's that's five a, episodes. Trigger, so, but I, I will say that. Oh, okay, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> I was just gonna say that I I would like to see it happen. I think it would be amazing. I don't. I think it's going to happen for a couple of reasons. One is that um, John McCook missed a lot of yeah, this because he had COVID and he was offset and they had to do after shoots and then kind of insert him in. So I tend to think we're going to get a lot of cutaways. So in terms of him being part of that, I just don't think they have time to do it. And the one thing that frustrates me most about Bald is there's buildup and there's anticipation and you think, oh, this is going to happen. It's going to be explosive. And then it's not. It's a fizzle. Like they build, they build, they build, and then they just poop out on us. They don't do big explosive finale kind of things for storylines that they do on the other soaps, which is one of my main I, frustrations with Bald. I will say this. Out of the four soaps, I will say Bold still does certain things that the other soaps don't because I'm going to use the I shock. always do this. Bold does the shock better than anyone else. Well. Yeah, because yep. the fact is we was all tricked that Finn was dead. 
Yep. Right. Yeah. Before that, we was we we didn't know about Maya. Right. We didn't know yep. about Sheila being Finn's mother. We didn't we like didn't know they that. do they do socks so well to the point it's like, wait a minute, what what just happened? Like, okay, let me sit my stuff down. And every like two years though, every like two years, like when they brought Sheila back, like I was like, mm-hmm. whoa. You know, back years ago, it was like, holy crap, yep. when she just, like, walked well, in. I, it was like, wow. I'm going to say this. It was been back-to-back because last year, obviously, was sin, death, mm-hmm. comeback, right? This year, I mean, I'm just going to give it to them, it's Hope and Thomas. That was kind of a yeah. shock that they actually went that direction, right? Um, I think, for me, I think that's what's throwing everybody off is five episodes because I can totally see that if, quote, unquote, the last episode and the last moment, that's when you give your hope up. You, you know what would be great? Yes. If, if for some reason they were having Il Giardino cater the fashion showdown and, and that Sheila shows up in her apron. <laughs> like, yeah. That's what I want. I want oh, that would be it's like, that, like where it's like, Wait a minute, huh? Wait, wait, wait. Like during the fashion show, right? Because you know something's going to happen during the fashion show. Something's probably going to happen to Eric, and everybody's like, yeah. you know, they have to have those. Oh my God! Like tune in to find out what the heck happens on the next ball and beautiful. Yes. Like no, Eric so Candace, falls out. let's put the pin right there because what could happen is she spots Sheila, and then Eric collapses, and it's like, what do I do? Where do I go? Of course she's going to go with Eric, and Sheila's going to book. And bang, 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 and now we have to wait for the next crossover. Or you know, it could go like this. It could go like this, where, you know, they're out on stage. You know, they play the slow beat of the Bold and Beautiful, right? And Eric or, you know, and Ridge are probably hugging or something like that. Then something happens where Eric, pat, um, like, passes out. And then all of a sudden, like, everybody is rushing. They're like, oh, my God. And then, like, Sheila, you know she got to be nosy. And then um, that's when Lauren, from across, sees her. They, uh, their eyes connect, and that is cliffhanger right there. It's like, okay, yep. Eric passes out, but Sheila and Lauren now sees eye contact, and Lauren can't believe it. Tune in and find out <laughs> next week what happens on the boat in the beautiful, because Tracy Bregman's probably going to stay a little bit longer. <laughs> like, you know, hey, that, that's what I want. I mean, it has. Like I said, it has to happen to a point because you can't keep doing these little crossovers and not, and not have that address, the, address the situation. And I agree with you. When you do, because okay, there's so, nothing so... Oh, God. No, I was just going to ask, um, as this was the first week that I actually watched B&B and Y&R, because I had the time mm-hmm. to, um, I'm wondering what the deal is and why people are up in arms that Sheila and Deacon are seeing each other. Because, like, I'm getting the vibe. I'm, I'm understanding that Finn is Sheila's son, but he doesn't want to have any, or he has a soft spot to her, but nobody else wants to have anything to do with her. And Deacon's daughter you, doesn't you, want anything. You probably need to go back and, like, read a summary because a lot of listeners aren't get to want to hear the recap, but the two senses, Ben's her biological son, Lee raised him, Sheila was shooting at Steffi, Ben jumped in front, caught the bullet, Sheila then shot Steffi, 
Mm-hmm. Everybody assumed Finn died. Steffi was mm-hmm. actually alive, and they had this whole big reveal in Europe where Finn showed up, mm-hmm. and Steffi couldn't believe it was really him. Be so Sheila, and then Sheila got out of prison on a it – was, it was a whole stupid thing because she should have been in prison uh-huh. for the shooting, and then Bill yeah. and Ridge had this dumb idea, and they I, did this stupid thing. And so Sheila's I, I, a psycho, you, nine-toed lunatic. Yeah. I'll give you the, the real, like, the, the Sims summary of it. Mm-hmm. Sheila Carter has afflicted nothing but pain and angst on the Forster family for over 20 years. Literally, yeah. over uh, 20 years. Okay. Um, 20 years ago, actually, on Sunday, was the anniversary where Sheila, because she was so tapped out, shot Taylor, Steffi's mom. And everybody believed okay. that because of that, because Taylor, quote, unquote, died in Rich's arms. But, you know, nobody dies on a soap. So... <laughs> Half of the reason that Steffi feels a certain type of way towards Sheila is because she is responsible for her mother being gone for so long and also the flick, the pain that she's caused on that family, okay? Um, with Deacon, Deacon's no saint. Deacon mm-hmm. has done some shady stuff here and there. Obviously, Hope is the product of, of Deacon and um, Brooke's uh, semi hookup while Deacon was married to Bridget, who is Eric and Brooke's daughter. And once upon a time, Ridge may or may not have kissed her. We don't talk about that. Oh, he did. That. He did. Oh, there was tongue involved. We too. don't talk about that. We pretend we have amnesia. So yeah. the whole thing is, is that Sheila and Deacon are two are two schemers, but Sheila has more of a resume than Deacon, and everybody is kind of like not feeling it because it's like out of quote unquote Deacon's rum to be with somebody like Sheila. They don't believe that Deacon oh. truly loves Sheila. I don't either. I mean, I think he does, but I think it's a setup. And so Ridge and Bill tried to play her and get her in trouble, but it backfired because it's Ridge and Bill. So now this is where we're at now. And Sheila is obsessed with being in Finn's life versus the fact that Sheila does have three, has three four other kids in the world. Four other kids. Uh, yep. Yeah, four. Four, right. And if you're yeah, watching Young and the Restless, you go to Wikipedia and just read <laughs> Sheila Carter's history from both shows okay. because she has run the amount of havoc of, of four or five other soap vixens. Um, mm-hmm. The, yeah. the, the career of Sheila Carter is extraordinary. And across yeah. both okay. of us, Y&R and B&B. Yeah. yeah. So her it's longest reign of right. terror is bold and beautiful. Her longest reign is bold and beautiful, which is crazy. Yeah. That you, yeah, and then her evil twins were born on Y&R, Daisy and Ryder. Oh, and, oh, oh. Yeah. And, and, oh. and, and on Young and the Rockless, Daniel, Daniel, you know, Ramalotti, who's with Lily right mm-hmm. now, his daughter is actually Sheila's granddaughter, Lucy. Yep. Oh, yep. Okay. Yeah. See? See, you, you got to read the chair. And at one point, point, Sheila was really filling. Just a spoiler alert. Right. Go yeah, to yeah, Wikipedia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, 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 oh, yeah. my God. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right, David. Anything else about bold? <laughs> anything else about bold that is standing out to you? Because we got to move on soon. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I have a question for you. Do you think Lee is uh, telling everything? No. <laughs> you think? No. You think it's just? Uh, I can't believe it's just. Um, that her sister had an affair with the doctor that she was working with. 
I think there's more. Okay. Do you think there's more? It, this is such a recycle. Okay. Hey, bold and beautiful, I need y'all to stop because I – okay. So Lee has a niece who's working at Forster, right? And Lee is all upset because her niece is like a wild child, quote, unquote, right? Okay. So she hey, does. Bold, I've seen this before when you had yep. Sasha and Maya and Nicole. So I think Seven Lee, minutes, Sasha. Yeah, I'm Miss Sasha. Oh, oh, Sasha Thomas. Ow, ow, Sasha and Wyatt. Oh, Lord, Jesus, take me back. Okay, sorry. Nicole and Wyatt. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was robbed so many times. Okay, I think Lee is Luna's mother. Yep. I think Lee stepped out yep. with Jack, on Jack after Jack did something with Sheila. I'm going to say Jack is... Yeah, I think mm. Jack and Lee stepped out on their on their relationship. Jack got um, was with Sheila, and Lee found Doctor Mike, Michael Michael Maloney or something like that. Hey, Michael Maloney, by the way, if you listen, um, I, I, that's where I think they're born at. I think Lee <laughs> is Luna's mother. With see now, if I was watching this darn show. But what, wasn't the whole thing with why Lee was open to adopting Finn because she had infertility? After she gave up that baby. Yep. See, yep. I actually she had a complicated birth, it, and she couldn't. I, I, she had a complicated birth. It screwed her up. She couldn't tell Jack because she wasn't going to admit birth. that she stepped out and uh-huh. her sister and took the, the baby. Person, she's probably the one that stepped out first. No, because yep. Finn is older. Wait a minute. Finn, no, no, Finn, no, yeah. Finn is older. Yeah, okay. Finn is older. Quite a bit. I, I tend to think that if Luna is closer family, that Jack couldn't keep it in his pants because we know he couldn't keep it in his pants. But oh, I, I, she doesn't have to be anybody extra for me, but I'm sure they're going to go there. My frustration oh, yeah. with the whole Luna thing is is that the, the beats they're playing right now with RJ, it's really ticking me off because <laughs> – Zenday could have could have been doing exactly what RJ is oh, doing, yeah. working with Eric, yeah. and they didn't need to bring him in. Yeah. And every time they call him, thank the you, child, yeah. and the most talented of all of them, and how he got Eric's talent. I don't know how that works by osmosis because they're not genetically related. Thank you. It's right. So yep. freaking frustrating because he popped out of Brooks hoo ha. You know he's fabulous, and it's. <laughs> they could have done the same storyline but done it with Zenday, with a character, a minority character that we don't get to see enough of, but they bring in RJ, and it's nothing against the actor, Joshua Hoffman. He's fine, but he's he, we didn't need him, and I don't need to hear more about fabulous things falling out in Brooks under. They, they miss so much with this character because, first and foremost, okay, you replace RJ with Safi in the sense of, quote, unquote, trying to start something with the parents, okay. Luckily, you ducked out of the parent trap storyline. Thank you, God. But <laughs> you still needed something to do with RJ. And here's the thing. I'm going to say this, too. For everybody who keeps saying, oh, these shows need to have a younger set. Yes, they do. But, again, when you have a younger set, you just can't have them being around. You need to really utilize them fully and not just because. To me, RJ should not have even been in the storyline. 
Right. Yes, he should have, Yes, he should be a connected to the family, but have him do something outside. Like, you had something going. Why couldn't he be a social media, you know, person? Why didn't he take a job? I'm going to be honest. Here's some, here's some drama. Here's some drama. Him going ahead and taking a job at such a publication. Oh, my God. Right there. Little drama. Not a lot, okay? But he's outside of the fashion world. I agree about Zenday, but this is my problem. Zenday, just like Paris, just like Carter sometimes, shout out to my brother, they are just there just because. But with Mm -hmm. Zenday, you would have more interest because, like you said, he's adopted into the family. He does have talent to be a designer. Now, Bold, if you really wanted to do this, let's go there. You, if you couldn't do Zenday, do Thomas, because Thomas would have been really in a good, in a really interesting position. Of okay, my grandfather sees something that my father doesn't. It's the old tale of how the show started with the father and the son, and the son thinking he can overrule the father. Now you have Thomas, because here's the thing. Riz did not give Thomas the time of day. But imagine if Eric comes to see something in Thomas, and Thomas finds a new respect for Eric. Instead of Thomas and Hope, like the obsession, sorry, because that's, what, that's sometimes how I see it, you could have Thomas actually being prepared to take on his, her, his own father. That's a, that's a story. That is a story that I would be interested in. It's like, oh, shoot, Eric is grim and Thomas, <clears throat> like he was doing with Ridge. Ooh, All right, I'm going to step in here. Be- before we move on to another show, I'm going to step in here with my yeah. two biggest pet peeves with Bold. I have mentioned them throughout the years on this show, but it bears repeating. My first biggest pet peeve is it's L.A., it is L.A. We should have a lot more day players. We should have a lot more flings, hookups, casual meetings. There should be a lot more outside of the core five people that they tell story for over and over and over again. Not that I don't want those people to have a story, but they can interact right. with other people. They're in L.A. They are in L.A. with the 5.7 million people. They're in L.A. That's my biggest pet peeve. My second pet peeve is in all of the Ridge Eric, Ridge his kids, Eric with Ridge's kids, never once do they ever throw up, well, hello, you're not actually my biological son. Or that's not actually your dad. You know, like nobody, not a single character ever throws that up and that annoys the crap out of me. I mean, I agree with you on that. Yes, they need to remind people that he's a maroon. <laughs> like I would, I would have loved it if Rick. See, and this is okay, folks. <laughs> I need y'all to kind of recast Rick. Yeah. Because to me, Rick would have been the one to say it. Rick would be that arrogant person that if there was a fight between Thomas Ridge and all that during the meeting and stuff like that. Rick is like, you know, only true forces can attend this meeting. <laughs> and, then yep. he, and then he'll look at yeah, Steffi he Thomas and be like, and Rick, and be like, only true forcers. And even RJ would get shaded because technically he's not really a forester. 
So to me, it would have been interesting if Rick came in and said that, and then Thomas would have had something to say, saying, well, you know, it wasn't for it's the money. It was Douglas' money. And this is where I have to bring up one of my favorite scenes of a favorite soap opera that's no longer on the air, a soap called Capital, where yep. they would have to choose sides. And that's yep. how the show should be. They should have it where it is the Moroni Forcers. Notice how I did that, Moroni Forcer, versus the Biological Forcer. Because hindsight, if something, God forbid, happens to Eric, I want that to happen. I want it where yeah. you get, we, we get Kristen, we get Felicia, we get Dominic, we get all of them. Yeah. And they, they, they have a power of, of a, a, like, to me, this is Brad, I'm talking to you, because I know you're listening. And if you are, can you come on the show so we can do an interview? But, Brad, you, you, General Hospital has their excuses. Days has some excuses. Mm-hmm. Younger than Russell, that is just me. Brad, you're the only one who's the OG at the show. Yeah. You're the only, you're the, you're OG, your, your parents made that place. <laughs> so, to me, I beg of you, can we have that again? I understand Tom says change. I get it. But the soap audience really wants to see the drama of the Forster dynasty collapsing if something happens. And if nothing yep. does happen, like if Eric's health is okay, still I want to see the Forster dynasty be at war. I want to see, like, Dallas, the war of the Ewing. Y'all know y'all was there for that. Yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. That kind of thing on the Bold and the Beautiful. I want to see Rick walk in like Alexis Colby and, okay. and just pull the rug out <laughs> under everybody. Oh my All God, right, we've got to move on. And, Candace, we have to you were on. a little bit late, but um, I know you have been waiting. So talk to us about The Young and the Restless, Candace. It's called The Young and the Restless, and I'm upset. <laughs> okay. Already? America. America. America, can we talk? Can we talk? Okay. It was so easy to do this. And and I don't have, okay. Okay. Let me just say this. I am okay with the flashbacks. I'm okay with the flashbacks. I am okay with the use of history of the show. What I'm not interested in, and I think I said it earlier when I was talking about Wyatt, is Sally. Sally, Adam, and Nick. Put me to sleep. It gets to a point, America. Let's talk. Let's have a talk. And I don't know if you guys feel the same way, too, where it's like, are we done yet? Are we done yet? Are we done yet? Are we done If you have kids, you know how this set goes. Are we done yet? Are we done yet? Are we done yet? Mommy, mommy, mom, mom, mom. Because it's irritating. I'm still trying to figure out why. This has gone on a year now. A year. And some change. To me, you to me in my eyesight, you've ruined Sally. I already started this. But it's the Sharon Chelsea stage. Sally is the fourth woman that has come between Nick Avery. and Avery. Oh yeah, Avery. But here's what gets Avery. me. Avery. 
No, wait. His Nick's no. favorite no, flavor is Adam's no, sloppy Adam seconds. No, Adam didn't have Avery. Yes. Uh-uh. We wanted him. We wanted Anthony, that was something we wanted on the side, remember? Him and Phil and That's right. Yes, yeah, yes, we were, yes, yeah, yes, we yes. got we had our fanfic moment. Sorry y'all. Sorry y'all. Sorry. Okay. And the other problem is is that okay. Adam okay, for those who did not know, I'm going to break this this real solid to you. Sally did make her decision. She did with Nick. Adam <laughs> couldn't let her go. Nick realized realness. That every time something happens, Sally's like, <laughs> it wasn't until this last go-around that she really met, I believe, I love you. Fast forward. You go ahead and Adam and you kiss. I'm over it. I am over it. I saw the, like I said, the promo, she's going to make a pit. When Nick said, make your decision, I was like, and it better stick. I literally felt like I was in a promo. It better stick. Because this whole going back and forth thing is getting really ridiculous. And Young and the Wrestlers writers, because y'all all back now, thank God. Um, Adam and Nick over a woman, their sibling rivalry, is starting to play out now. It was cute 20-something years ago. It was okay 10 years ago. But this isn't – I'm over it. I'm over the cycle. Can we please end and, and move on? Can we move on? Find okay. somebody else. Not even find somebody else. It's just like, because I feel as though, all right, I'm going to say, okay. I feel as though with the character of Nick. Nick is sort of the alternate version of Wyatt. He's there. He's the sounding board. He's there when Victor calls him or Victoria, and when he just wants to irk Adam. Other than that, you got nothing, right? Okay. Candace, let me ask you a question. What what does Nick do? What's Nick's job? He runs the New Hope charity, and then he's also supposedly helping Sharon run this Cameron Kirsten company. Oh, no, I know know what he meant by that, though. Well, no, what we're kind of saying is, is that they don't showcase Nick like, you Working. see him with scenes with Sharon, but mostly they use him to irritate Adam, him being the sound mm-hmm. for Victor and Victoria. Yeah. You don't see, yeah. like, him and Devon working or, or you know, it, it's like, it's sort of like, okay, focus your energy on the fact, take, take Nick out of, this, out of this all the time. Because that is one of the crucial things about now with soap couples. You can't show them individually versus together. But when you do show them together, you're only going to get one side of that couple's life versus both of them, if that makes sense. Um, Because with Nick, I feel as though, like, okay, he's fine as I don't know what, but you have him with Sally fighting with Adam. Uh, again, it's boring. It's, it's it's like getting to that point where it's like he didn't like when he didn't know that that Phyllis was alive. Like to me, I want to see more more uh, summer and next things. I do. I I want to see. Yeah. I, I'd I love see to that. see a real Nikki. Pretty I'd good. love to see a real Nikki and next thing. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. 
actually do want to see Devon and Nick. In Christian. We don't well, even know where he is. And actually, it's, it's time to bring it's time to bring faith um it's time to bring faith back with a little bit of an age adjustment. Let's store her and bring her back too. Well, here's the thing: they did that. Did you forget? No. Yeah. They just did it badly. Yeah. It's time to redo that and give they, it a reboot. I mean, they only moved her up by like three or four years when they swapped Olivia out. I mean, not not enough of a Soros. But yeah. they but but they kinda missed the boat with Faith and and Moses. Moses. And that's it, because that yeah. was all the kids that they had. To me, you did it backwards and you did it you did it really bad too. Y'all, I'm not gonna lie. Y'all, I mean with Faith, there was something. There was something there. And it it was just like you guys didn't catch it really quickly. With Moses, I just think y'all age him just because y'all looked at y'all list of kids to see who was going to be in the age group with Faith. I'm being honest about that. Because I'm just trying to figure out, like, you didn't have to do, like, with Moses, Moses could have been the next doctor. Why did we scale him back to being music? Yeah. Thank you. I'm I'm Mm going to just say it. Not everybody is a musical person. Not everybody (laughs) is. So, to me, I felt as though with Faith, Faith could have been a little bit of Summer and, and Cassie, and um, you know, Cassie Newman. Like, she could have been both of her sisters, in a sense, because Faith is a wild child. She is a wild child, regardless of what anybody says. I mean, homegirl was drinking. Homegirl was texting. She probably was sexing, yep. too. And the recent thing about Cameron, oh, I'm so mad about that, because there was story there where this girl could have had post-traumatic stress disorder for days yep. that turns into years. Yep. I mean, okay, so I'm going to say this. I, for everything that we got with Cameron, it was explosive. It was a great arc. It was, it was what, four, five weeks, four weeks, five yep. weeks. Uh-huh. Uh, you, you know, we got, we got Nick in the leg. <laughs> you know, Sharon in the dress, man. Um, you know, we, we, Cameron, they worked, but the aftermath was so right. general hospital flat. It was so bad. Um, and, and there was such rich storyline that could have been played out of that. And honestly, it, you know, it, it, it drives me absolutely insane that we are having the same conversations. We're having the same, you, you yeah. know, angst between Nick and Sally and Adam. I'm um, sorry. I know Mark is hot. He is hot. I'm gay, so I can say this. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd lick him like an ice cream cone in the middle of July. However, he does not have to be all- he does not have to be on my screen nine days out of ten. You know, it, 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 there's a time to pull back and say, you know what? We have been doing this storyline for 25 years. It was Nick, Victoria, I need daddy's attention, blah, blah, blah. They milked that to the point where there was nothing else they could do with that. Oh, bing, bang, boom, there's a kid, Adam. Adam we never heard of. Now we got the whole dynamic all over again. It's been, like Candace just said, 15 years of interchanging uh-huh. women between Nick and Adam. And uh-huh. they have a moment where they are ready to kill each other. Then they have a moment where they reconcile. They and they'll never be, yep. 
They'll never be best bud brothers, but they accept each other for who they are. Then the next pretty little woman comes along, and we're back in the same storyline. Yep. And that's a family. Don't forget the family crisis because, all right, hey, Young and Restless, I will give you this. Well played. But, Josh, I've seen it before. So you have Victor who is, quote, unquote, sick, right? And, mm-hmm. of course, the first yeah. person that noticed was Victoria because she couldn't get her way. Then she goes ahead. Then you got Adam, which, by the way, that was my freaking scene when, when Victor just blurted out saying, all right, so you Nicholas. And I'm just like, <laughs> I was like, why do I think I know where this Like, that's when I knew where the storyline was heading, right? But, of course, you got yep. Adam blabbing his mouth to Victoria and to Nick and everything, and then the siblings are coming together because they feel as though something's wrong with father. But I keep looking at Adam, and I'm like, baby, honey, honey bunches of oats. You aren't this, you, you've got to be smart. You have to be smarter than this. Because to me, you should know your father well enough to know that he is psyching somebody out. How is it, Adam, that you out of the kids, and I'm talking, and I look, I'm excluding Abby, because guess what? Abby's in her own world. She got her own money. Jackie still owe her $10,000, by the way. She, you don't need, Abby is on her own. She is the Newman that I'm just so happy for. I am. I but, with, but with Adam, I'm like, honey, it's one thing with Victoria, because Victoria has always been the princess. Nick has always been the white knight, come riding whenever they need him. But, Adam, you are supposed to be your father, your father through and through. And if you don't see what's going on, I have no hope in you, literally no hope for you whatsoever. Because, to me, this is, again, a problem with Adam, and I've been very vocal about it. In the last couple years, and I, I don't know if this is a writer situation, because I'm going to bring up something in a minute. But you've had Adam be the Charlie Brown to the Newman's football. Yeah. Y'all think, y'all yeah. think Charlie Brown yeah. and, Lucas, and Lucy, right? Okay, yeah. so y'all know every time Lucy puts the ball down and Charlie Brown is all confident and it's like, oh, yeah, I'm about to do it. Lucy takes the ball away. That's literally Adam. And whatever, whether it's this Newman Media, Dark Horse, Chelsea, whoever, Victor, they take the ball away. And it's like the whole, oh, sucks, Adam. Like, you couldn't see that a mile away. I need for them to write Adam better and smarter than this. Because him trying to get his father's approval is such, I get it, I get it. But at the same time, how much can a man take and just say, you know what, I'm done. And I need I'm, for that scene to happen with Adam. Let's let Belinda weigh in here, Belinda. Yeah. I'm kind of fine where Adam is trying to rebuild trust with the family, and I do think that he is legitimate, at least for now, in his desires and his sincerity. What's really rubbing me the wrong way is Nikki being constantly in this crap on Adam mode. Victoria, I expect it from, but even the other day when she, you know, was trying to blame stuff of, that were hap- was happening at Newman on Adam, and Victor's like, no, don't try that, you know. But Nikki is so 
laser focused on Adam. She's not even seeing Claire come for her, and Claire is coming for yep. her. I'm coming for her. But yep. she, it's just every scene. I feel like Nikki is so shrill and so awful. And if she had ever showed Adam one ounce of kindness, like she is a wicked stepmother to him. Yep. And she's not like that really with anybody else. Maybe Diane James, yep. you know. Yep. But she rubs there me was, all there was the wrong uh, way. There was a small case back when Justin Hartley had the role. There, there was that little small hole where she was, she was at she least was nice. halfway decent to him. I understand the history and why she doesn't want to trust him, but at the same time, it's like she can't ever let him have oxygen. And to tell your husband and for Victoria to tell her dad, you need to cut your son out of your life is wrong. And every well, time one of them starts, it just – like Nick isn't telling Victor, cut him out of your life. Nick's like, I don't like him. I don't want to be around him. I want to punch him in the face. But he's not, like, trying to cut him out of their lives, I don't think. Here's the thing. David just brought up what I was going to say. We tend to forget about Chris Eager, who originated the role of Adam, the grown-up version of Adam. Yeah. We all, we all. Oh, you remember when he was bisexual? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. With Ray. Yeah. Well, that was, and and then you had Michael. Then you had Michael's version, which is a legend of the Adam. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I love Mo Grossman. I do. But the Adam that they seem to forget, who had the most character development of them all, is Justin Hartley's version. Yeah. Yep. Justin Hartley's version, I am sorry, is the textbook of what Adam is supposed to be, be you know, he's the example of what Adam is supposed to be right now mixed in with a little bit of something else. Because Justin Hartley's version, I'm going to tell you what it was. First and foremost, there was no ping-ponging. Him and Chelsea was ride or die. Chelsea and him had an understanding and whatnot. No, they did play a lot of Sharon in his version, but they had a mutual respect for each other because that was in dialogue. When it comes down to the siblings of Victoria and Nick, it wasn't all of this because Adam actually made amends with Nick, if everybody remembers this, and yeah. told yeah. Nick to look out for the family as well as Chelsea when he had to go to jail. Victor yeah, right. told Adam, out of all the kids, Adam is the one of strength. Nikki adored yes. that version of Adam. I don't understand what has happened because, again, you had Adam really be his own new man. Okay, and didn't really like worry about the approval of Victor Newman versus this Adam, who wants too much for me sometimes when he's like, I just want yeah. my daddy's approval. Honey, baby, sweetie cakes. The way you're going to get your father's approval is by doing the exact opposite of what your father wants you to do. If I was running the show, Adam would have said deuces to the to the Newman family a long time ago and made his own legacy, and not just saying the following line: "I would be Adam Wilson again. I don't care about being a Newman." Next scene. 
Hi, this is Adam Newman. I need the information. Yes, Victor Newman is my father. Thank you. Stand on your own two feet. I miss it. Y'all, I'm about to, oh, God, I'm about to bring up One Life to Live. For those who watch One Life to Live, you know where I'm going at. When Joey Buchanan said he wasn't going to be a Buchanan anymore and he meant it, that's what I'm talking about. Like, Adam, oh, oh, hallelujah. (laughs) All right. So so I got to bring the subject up again. What are they doing with Diane? What are they Nothing. doing, David? What are they, oh, jeez. I don't see anything so far. I'm. You know, she's been on her good behavior, except for one little thing. She's trying to get Kyle to take Billy's place. Mm-hmm. And for that. Uh-huh. But I don't mm-hmm. see anything else. Yeah. Exactly. Want, Belinda. Not doing anything with her. I everybody keeps saying things. I, I see some of the tabloids, you know, oh, she's Tucker's secret wife and she's Claire's secret mother and just all this. And it's you know what? They're not doing anything that I can see with Diane. I think they have truly and thoroughly reformed her. And yeah. Boring. <laughs> I, I just, I don't even know. Like, it's, I like her. I like Susan Walters. I love her on um, Vampire Diaries. Just, I love her. She's so great. But they are underutilizing her. I wish she was conspiring with Tucker. I wish they were secret spouses. But I just, I literally don't think they're doing anything but making her Mrs. Jack Abbott. Okay. There have been three missed opportunities in the last year and a half. Three of them. First off, with the wholesaler storyline, there was a potential. Oh, my God. There have been three missed storylines. I am praying. I am praying that they are laying a, a, a long arc ground with her tweaking at Kyle and tweaking at Kyle, and eventually it's going to push Jack, Billy, um, Ashley, you know, it's going to push them all into a place, and then we find out that it's been her and Tucker behind the scenes all along. But mm-hmm. I, I don't have enough faith in the, in the moment. I, okay. Josh, come here. Come here. Come here. Lean in, baby. Lean in, Josh. Go back and look at some of the clips. You've got Susan Walters. Use her. Yep. Use her because we are very rapidly not caring. They could drop a house on her tomorrow. I, I, will anybody on this call more? Will anyone on this call more call mourn if the house drops on her tomorrow? I don't know. Yeah, I have yep. yeah. seen Yep. I have seen You've got Susan Walter. Three missed opportunities in the in the last year and a half. Pick this up now. Take this up and take it where it needs to go. Vinny, you have been very quiet and very patient, and we very much appreciate that. From a very brand-new perspective, what is exciting for a brand-new uh, brand new watch, uh, viewer? What's exciting you on The Young and the Restless right now? What are you really tuned into? 
Oh, God, well, please don't say Adam, Nick, and Sally. Did we just spend an hour? <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I was going in the other direction. I actually love the storyline of Victor of what he's putting his kids through. Because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm watching it, and I'm like, and being a wrestling fan, I'm like, I could see Vince McMahon doing this to his kids if Thank the sale to Endeavor didn't Good go job, through. Vinny. Good job, Vinny. I, I, Good job. I'm like, I, I and I did it on one of my daily updates this week. I said Victor Newman is literally the fictional version of Vince McMahon because Absolutely. I, could see, I could see him doing that. Um, I'm enjoying it. I, I like the – it's something different in my opinion. Like, I've – and of course, I'm a newer viewer to YNR, so I have I don't know the backstory of, you know, all of Victor's kids and you know how they've gone at each other's throats and everything. But just by what you're hearing me, it, it works out because it feels like uh, uh, Victoria and uh, his, his not Adam, but the other one, Nick, is it? Yep. Um, uh uh-huh. They're changing Stephanie, and who and they want to take over yep. the business, and he's. You know, and Victor's like, well, who's the one that's going to stab me in the back? Um, but I, I'm enjoying that. I, I'm watching it just as a, as a viewer. I'm not, I haven't started taking notes on B&B and Y&R because I want to get acclimated to the characters first. I want to get acclimated to the storyline before I actually start uh, dissecting it and, and everything. But I, I like that. Um, and that's my favorite storyline going, going uh, as of right now going on. But I do happen to like, um, because I, I generally, when I start watching a show, I generally gravitate to who's uh, familiar to me. And Trevor St. John obviously was on One Life to Live. And, right. you know, so I knew him I, I, and I've been watching that. And then I'm wondering as to what uh, he or Tucker and, Phyllis have going on, and uh, because obviously Michelle Stafford was Nina on GH, so I gravitate to who I know, and then I'll just branch out from there. So I'm wondering, I'm wondering what Tucker is going on because he's had a got uh, going on because he's had a number of different conversations this week uh, or last week, I should say, and I'm wondering what's going on because the last thing we saw on Friday was him trying to reach out to his, I guess, ex-wife and say, is there anything we can do to fix this? And she said no. So I'm anxious to see how that's going down. Mm -hmm. What was that? I want Phyllis and Tucker together just for the smush name. I'm not going to say it out loud because, you know, it sounds like an (laughs) F-word. I know what it is. Smush name alone. (laughs) Yes. P-H-U-K-E-R. Got it, girl. Got it. Oh God! <laughs> Ew, what's what's um? Actually, I think that's a town in Thailand. David, what about you? What's exciting you or annoying you about the Young and the Restless right now? Well, I I gotta say, um, I all I understand Victor and what he's doing, but um, on on a personal note, I think. I think it's an abomination what, I mean, what they're doing to, I mean, making light of that illness. And that that's even more vile even for him. That's, it, it, it hasn't no. fit with me too well. 
Did you see that post that Eric Braden made the other day when somebody came at him about that? Um, yeah. No, what did I it remember. So somebody was coming in and they were saying that their dad or whatever had died of complications of Alzheimer's or dementia or something and um, that they, they hoped that they did the storyline justice and did it respectfully. And he came in and said, I'm trying to like just glance at my computer to see if I have it sitting. Oh, here it is. I actually have it. Um, he said, we are not, all caps not, not going there. I understand your concern. It's a dreadful disease. My best friend died of it. Victor is confusing them all for a reason. And I do remember, I don't know if you guys remember, on his Instagram, he had a really good friend that died of complications of dementia, and he was there in, like, the last couple of, you know, days and hours yeah. of his life. And he posted some stuff. So he is trying to make it very clear that they are not going there because I do think that some people, like, if Victor had it, that'd be fine. They would do it respectfully, but he doesn't. And so I think he's trying to shield against that, and it seems to be a hot button for him personally, and I get that. Yeah. So they yeah. you you know, you're new to this. They did mm-hmm. an Alzheimer's storyline uh two years ago. And they did it yep. quite okay. well. I, I'm gonna yeah. you know, I'm gonna give them, you know, between the two soaps, both of two soaps did it, General Hospital and the Young and the Restless mm-hmm. and I, the scorecard is Young and the Restless handled it. Um yeah. it was a better storyline. Um, yeah, I mean, to me, so, to me, I watch, and this is this is one thing I just kind of want to chime in on. I never watch any kind of entertainment and expect them, and maybe it's just how I think about it. I never expect them to do anything that's going to be true to life or true to what somebody's going through in real life because I watch it for an escape, for an entertainment. My grandmother is currently in assisted living, battling dementia. Regardless of whether they were doing a dementia storyline um, for real or Victor doing what he's doing now, it doesn't bother me either way because it's a TV show, and I don't get up in arms over what over how a TV show portrays an illness, a lifestyle, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That may just be me. Maybe I'm just old school and not as sensitive as a lot of people are, but ultimately – I watched the entertainment purpose. So, I mean, yes, I, I remember when GH did the storyline with Mike, you know, and they J- did it beautifully, you know, and it was, it was true to what I, you know, what I know of the disease, the disease. So, you know, I have no qualms about it. And even if they didn't do it right, again, I have no qualms about it, but that's just, that, that's me. I'm not super sensitive. Here's- um, well, stuff here's like the that. deal, folks, and I say this well, a lot. Wait, wait, wait. Hey, if Anthony, we can, wait. wait can, I just, can I jump in? Okay. So I'm going to say this. I, I've i been watching soaps since I was born, seriously. And I think there's a lot of ways to take this because it is as an escapism for a lot of people, but it's also a learning tool because, I get that. again, there's some people out there and out who are going through a lot of things right now, okay? Whether it's mental health, um, infertility, um, you know, certain Candace, things. Candace, right? Candace, what you're about to say is, is where I was going with this. 
let's let's put it into the two categories that it belongs in that they belong in. When soaps, all of them do it. When soaps want to tell a social justice or a medical intervention storyline, they set it up in a certain way that you know, like the mic, like Dina, you know what they're doing. You, you know, Robin, back in the day, Robin and, and Stone, and you right. know the story that they're telling. But we have also seen, we have seen postpartum depression and a man and his mistress try to drive a mother insane by, by convincing her that her baby is dead and then playing clips of the dead baby to drive her fully insane so that they can raise that child, mistress, and, you know, we have seen storylines that look at what we just went through with Sasha on General Hospital. So you mm-hmm. kind of can't pick and choose when a soap is okay to use a certain storyline in a plot point that has nothing to do with education and, and making a point to, to help, you know, educate the audience to something. And when they're just doing it because it's really good storytelling, or it could be really good storytelling, and that's where we are right Emmy now. Reels. Or for Emmy Reels. Exactly. And yeah. that's where we are right now. I mean, one of the worst things you can do is play on a mother who, who thinks, you know, who lost her child, thinks she lost her child, and then you're going to be playing, you know, the crying baby and this and that. Meanwhile, the baby's alive and being held somewhere. You know, if you're going to accept that as a storyline, then you have to accept this as a storyline. You don't have to like it. But it's not any worse than, than dozens and dozens of storylines across the amazing soaps that have been on our air for the last 60 years. Case in point. So, in the interest of time, because we're about 20 minutes into the second hour, anybody have anything else dying that they got to get out about the Young and the Restless before we move into Salem? Oh, me? Me? Good. Go ahead. Me? Oh, go ahead. I've got one. Go ahead. I'm going to let Belinda go first. Two seconds, I'll keep this really, really short. Sharon's 180 that she has inexplicably done with her attitude about Adam. She was the one who wanted him to, like, to merge the companies and have him working with her at Cameron Kirsten's mm-hmm. crappy company and all that. And she was like, oh, I think it'd be good for Adam. We'll be there, da, da, da. And then all of a sudden, with no catalyst, she has started just being real crappy about him. And, like, everything Nick says crappy about Adam, she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what's bothering me right now. Inconsistent writing. I know Josh was writing all alone and maybe mainlining espresso. I don't know, but it's been crap. That's where I'm at with Sharon right now. I just want her and Nick back together and happy. Girl, we all all Sharon. Sharon is another – see, the one thing, Josh, love you, love you, love you, but you got to stop trying to – fix what didn't work in your storyline history. You gotta yeah. play with what's on canvas right now. You gotta play with what we're used to in the last year and a half and stop going back and trying to repair stuff that you didn't get to do ten years ago, eight years ago, whatever. Yeah. Okay, so real quick, I'm gonna uh, real quick, I'm gonna keep this short and sweet. So the thing about Sharon and Adam, the fact remember Adam did something behind Sharon and Nick's back regarding the company. And that's why Sharon yeah. was questioning, should we, check, should we trust him? Because he did do something behind their back to try to, you know, one-up Victor. Here's the thing. I love, even though I don't like this part of her working with Tucker, 
Jill and Aunt Meme. Y'all! So Jesus said, Candace, we're going to give you this. We'll give you this. Other than Mrs. K, Mrs. K, Jill had another thorn in her side. Yeah. <laughs> and that's Aunt Meme. I love the fact that Veronica is back for this. I love the fact that Joe Swalton is as if Tom stood still because their acting is on point. The shade of it all. The fact that she's the investor. The fact that Jill is really fired up about it. The fact they show flashbacks of, to, to, you, to the new viewers, a little bit about the little rivalry because I believe John and her have a kid out there. I'm sticking to that claim until I'm gone. That kid, better, I'm about to be the granddaughter, though. But it's just that rich history. It's like, okay, this is what was missing, and I love it. So I'm gonna, that's actually what I love right now. I do want to say something. As somebody who's, on, who's been on the boat of something's up with Diane Jenkins since day one, a lot of people told me I was crazy. I feel as though this is one of those things, Josh, you dropped because you didn't have the guidance. But there's some things that you're doing that I'm just like, yeah, I still stick with my claim that Diane is up to something and Jack is going to get hurt in the end. We'll see. We'll see what happens. So, yeah. All right. Well, Vinny. Um, we have we have monopolized the conversation, and I know you love you some days. So catch us up. What's been going on on days? What are you loving? What are you hating? Um, I. All right. So I was very. I, I'm really not liking the storyline right now that Xander and Sarah are going through. Um, oh, I, I understand that. I understand that you know custody battles are bad and everything. But what really bugged me was the way it was written on this past on last Monday's episode, where Xander and Sarah were having a heart to heart. They were coming coming back from you know sharing their points of view. Now that Sarah knows that um, um, uh, Susan is alive, and you know she's like, I don't have to hold it against you that she's dead because I blamed it all on you. Um, and they were coming back, and it looked like they were finally at a place where they were going to, you know, kind of squash the beef and get back together. And then she gets a phone call from Justin, and she turns on a dime, and, like, you were going to take full custody, and you were going to sue me for full custody. And while Xander's there saying, yeah, that, that, I filed that, you know, weeks ago, you know, but we're here talking now. We're trying to get – it's like, wouldn't Sarah understand that, you know, that was put into motion already? So to me, the writing, the writing for that story just isn't there. Like I get to spend disbelief in a ton of time. The only thing I'm, the only thing I don't like is that Sarah just didn't realize. Okay, well I was holding the baby from him, and I had Rex, you know, Rex was pretending to, to be the father, so he had every right to be angry. But we're talking now. At, at least bring it up and say, hey, you know, Justin just called said you're trying to, you know, get full custody. And are you going to drop the case now and we're going to work it out? Because that's what Xander said. He's like, well, we're working it out now. We figure we can co-parent. It just it didn't sit right with me, that, that the way it was written in that. And now the aftermath. Yeah. Vinny, how long have you been watching Days Now? I want to say about I, – I think I started right, right, right around January-ish. 
Okay. <laughs> so, you know, we we discussed this the last the last uh, show that we all did together. They don't know what to do with Sarah. They Sarah yeah. does not have a defined personality. Sarah is yeah, whatever they need to create drama in in scenes and storylines. They really don't know what to do with Sarah, and they do not write that character consistently. Uh, you are absolutely right. In everything that Sarah herself has been through, and that everything that Sarah and Xander Zan- have been through at this point, and she's a doctor, and she's yeah. been around Victor and Maggie, I, I, I mean, you know, at that point, you are absolutely right. She should have turned around and said, okay, what's the deal? You, you, yeah. You're pouring your heart out to me. I want to believe you. I'm feeling it here. What's the deal? But no, they have to have her blow her top and become the shrill. And I got to give Lindsay credit. She does shrill really good, but it doesn't make, it doesn't make sense. No, it didn't there make any many. sense at all. No, no, it, it didn't make any sense at all. Dave, you were going to say something. What else? Yeah, I agree with you. Oh. What else, Vinny? Um, I, I like the character of Clyde coming back. Um, I, 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 I like how they're putting. Like, I originally only thought they brought Ava back so that Steve Burton had someone to play off of. Um, simply because of the chemistry they had when they were on General Hospital. Because, obviously, Steve Burton, in days, it was like a uh, square peg in a round hole. Um, but I like how, you know, now that the now that they found Susan, they're back in Salem, and, um, uh, and Ava is moving in with Tripp and Wendy. Now she's starting to be blackmailed by Clyde. I, although I, I happen to find it hilarious that Clyde's like, yeah, I was starting a business, you know, with, with EJ, but now that I don't have the leverage over EJ anymore, I need somebody to work with. And honestly, I don't remember any dialogue at all of EJ saying anything about having some kind of partner when it came to illegal drugs. Um, so but there, I, EJ used to be a drug dealer with him years ago, and yeah, EJ okay. was... EJ was presumed dead for years because Clyde had someone shoot him. There's a whole bunch of backstory. You got to kind of. Okay. I know it's hard when you start watching a show, but it's good to like pick a character, maybe one one a day, just one because there's so much, and go read their history. <laughs> Soap Central that has yeah. who's who pages that are so good. They have good summaries and stuff. Yeah. Because there's a gotcha. whole bunch of history there, and he because EJ knows the illegal drug business because they used to both be in it together. He's he's not uh, been this tidy little lawyer he is now for most of his tenure. Yeah. Okay. Well, that makes sense then. Um, David, what about you? Um, I, I'm sort of I'm sort of go back and forth with Avan Harris. Um, and sort of like what oh what Vinny said. I think I think they're they've been secluded so much that they need mm-hmm. to come around and you know um, and socialize the right word but you know give them take them around the thing and uh, we don't know how long Steve has left on his contract and how long he's going to uh, play it out. It expires in October. 
This is October. Um, yeah, if they don't renew, which gives us six more months of him renew. on screen. Yep. Yeah, so, I heard that. I heard that they're not. He's not going to resign. Yeah, I didn't figure. But yeah, so we've got six more months of him on screen. Well, that's good. I just, I just don't see them. Uh, I, I see him secluded and not, you know, um, around the canvas. Maybe, maybe now. Well, but. he'll be. He'll be yeah, a little bit more. Uh, he'll be a little bit more intertwined now that he's part of the Salem PD, which I swear is just about as inept as the poor Charles PD um, <laughs> at times. The, wow. the fact that he's able to go from being in a mental mental hospital to on his own accord to be you know to make sure that he wasn't able to be brainwashed anymore. To now just going to the commissioner and saying, hey, you know, I, I was told that you guys might have an opening and I might be a good cop. And then Ray's like, yeah, let me just clear with the mayor and I'll be good to and, and we'll be good to go. And it's like, I don't, I mean, granted, he's a, a Navy SEAL, is it? Um, so he has yeah. the formal training yeah. and he's able to, and you know, he, he has that background. Anxiety. Yeah. So, I mean, I get that. But it's like, to me, it, it was, again, a little bit you know, suspending your disbelief that it's that easy to become a detective in Salem. Uh, but I, I don't know. I'm, I'm anxious to see where that goes, him and Jada as partners. I haven't watched today's episode yet, so I'm not sure how uh, where it goes into. Um, and then, you know, the other thing that I'm, I'm – I'm actually liking a lot of a lot of the storylines. I'm liking Stefan and Gabby. Um I don't like that they want to try to use Rachel to get to Kristen to get her shares um, because I think that little girl is messed up enough and needs years of therapy. Um, but it, it's, it's, it reminds me of something that the uh, quarter major do in ELQ. So, I mean, it's, it's the same all around. About, yeah. Candace, is it time to kill Kristen? Like really kill her, like not not so dead, but dead, dead. Hell no. Okay. All right. I need I need everybody to listen to this. When you you don't all have you don't always have to kill a character off when it's not working. What you do is you let, just like cooking, you let it simmer for a little bit. You let it simmer. Get the flavor back. Get the flavor kicking in. And you go from there. You don't have to showcase her every single day, but every once in a while, have her until you figure it all out. To me, okay, because I was watching, y'all, why did I go back and watch this? Remember when there was a fire and it was her? And it was Sander, and all of them was trapped and stuff. And Nicole. And Nicole giving the baby to Eric and to Brady and all that good drama. And I'm thinking to myself, first of all, that was five years ago. And I said five years ago. The scene in which she says she will rise again because she's the phoenix. And that scene where she has the phoenix tattoo on her, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. To me... They need to just just simmer her down a little bit. Simmer Kristen until you can bring her back like a true phoenix and wreak havoc on Salem. 
as a true Demara queen that she is. Amen. Her just this, I mean, yeah, I'm glad that she's having a chance to raise her child. Let me just say that. Because I feel as though, again, she talks the talk. Let me say if she can walk the walk. So far, she's doing okay. But I, I'm going to need a little bit more from my girl. I need the fire. I need the passion. Real quick, I wanted to say something about her. <sighs> okay, I can finally admit it. Dave, you let me down so much with this to the point where I'm going to do a 50-50. Do I like the fact that Steve Burton and Tamara Braun are working together again? Yes. Yes, yes I am. Yes, I, yes, I am. I'm on, like, I'm the happiest in the world right now. Yes. But <laughs> you have no story direction for hers. Yep. And, and you really have no story that, for Ava either, really. I mean, <laughs> they're throwing uh, Ava everywhere to see what's going to stick right now. Right, right. And here's the thing, okay, when you said that Steve Burton was coming to Days of Our Lives, okay, let me, let me clarify this. Him or Beyond Salem, happy, great, loved it. When you said he was coming over to, to, to the mothership, I was like, okay, which way are we going out with this? Because you ain't going to have Bo, you're not going to have Hope. I was like, okay, where are we going out with this? Who can he hook up with? Right. I started doing a whole exactly. story, man, right? The fact that yeah, you Beyond had, Salem, he was with a, on Beyond he was Salem, he was with all the part-timers. You know what's crazy? And, and I'm going to say this. Uh, 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 to who it may concern, if you're still at Days of Lives for unemployment line, see how I did that? Um, how is it... <laughs> How is it that the character of Wendy, Lee, and Harris was better written on Beyond Salem than on Days? Than on the mothership. Thank you. Exactly. I'm I'm conflicted by this because because all the parties are still well stuff for, you know, maybe one. It's still there. And, and Belinda and, and Vinny, in case y'all don't know, I don't, I cannot, I'm not saying his name, the, the unemployment guy, because I, I lost all respect, <laughs> all respect. Uh, like I call him unemployment guy, him. I call him unemployment line, I call him. I could say something else, but this is a family show, so <laughs> you can find you can follow me on Twitter to find out. But um, but you have no direction, and I thought, I thought, I said to myself, Candace. Now, you know Ron Carvati and them. They, they got you, girl. They got you. When you had Eve, Harris and Eve, the reason of Eve being called out was because of Harris. I'm trying to think. You had one scene with Cassie DePaisa and Steve Burton, and that's it. Mm-hmm. You, there were so many directors you could have went with Harris, yeah. and I don't understand why you didn't. Okay, Ava. Okay, this is one of those times where, you know how we say, or so nobody can die or stay dead except for Lexi Isabella. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rest in peace, y'all. We miss you every day. I wish, and this is going to sound really bad, I wish Susan was still dead. Because at least that would have gave Ava something. The fact that EJ turned dark because of Ava's decision to do that to Susan, the one person mm-hmm. that EJ had, you know, it, Susan could love EJ for stealing an Oreo cookie and giving you money. 
But the fact that he didn't have that beacon anymore, oh, my God, Ava is the reason for his darkness. That's a story. Trip? Yep. And Ava, uh, we, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, because y'all lost Trip too. Y'all don't. Love you, Lucas Adams, but Trip, what the heck are we doing here? What, what are we doing? What are we doing? Um, but to get back to what you were saying, yeah, Kristen just needs to take a, take a moment, and then we rebuild. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right, so let's, uh, Belinda, um, anything hey. else from Dave that's really catching your attention? Because we got to move on to Port Charles. I am actually really enjoying the fact that Teresa Donovan found a way to screw over Xander so heinously and yes. give all the that, money yes. Yes. to Alex Kiriakis. And, of course, it's all going to blow up because she's only got a few more weeks left in the role, and then it's done because they did that you know, whole eight-week arc for her. Um, I love this because I, 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 I love that we know her raison d'etre. We know why she did it. We know how she did it. And pulling Constantine into it is interesting. I love John Capello because yes. I'm a big John Hughes fan, and so I watched him in all the movies, you know, when I was a teenager. He's Carl the janitor. Um, I really like him. You know, I don't, I don't think they're going to get away with it, and that's fine, but – I, I'm enjoying it, and I and what I also really like is you can already tell that when the truth comes out, Alex is going to be fine with it because he gets yep. Justin back, so it's going to be fine. Yep. And Xander is going to get like his lifelong dream of being Victor's beloved son that he finally acknowledged. I'm I'm just waiting. For, I'm counting the weeks till it all comes out because it's going to be fab, and Maggie's going to love it because she loves Xander. Yep, I'm, I'm so I can't excited wait for those gonna, Maggie and Zan, and and Xander scenes. I cannot wait gonna, for them. He's going to bring her right back to Titan so they can work side yep. by side. Suzanne yep. Rogers already leaked that Xander and Sarah are going to get remarried. I love that she leaked that, and it's just all going to be so great because I love Xander. I call him Harry Scary. He's my favorite. Ah! <laughs> you know Paul's going to kill this. You know this is going to be... I mean, obviously, you know, we, we still haven't had the 50th annual daytime Emmys, and still there's no word yet about that. But you know that Paul Toffner, like his, the, the moment he finds out that Victor is his father, right, on top of the fact that he just found out he's a father himself to Victoria. Mm-hmm. This is good. Paul, okay, Paul, if you're listening, honey, I need for you to really get your reels together and submit, and I'm going to say it, lead actor. Yep. Thank you. I'll say it. I'm, I'm going to say this because I have been a, Vander, a Xander fan from the very beginning. I have loved every piece His that they played with him. Moment. Yeah. Yes. I, you know, <laughs> even down to even down to the Leo scenes, man. I, I, I just, <laughs> you know, oh, no matter what cage, they throw anytime. at Paul, no matter what they throw at Paul, he plays it. And he just happens to be God beautiful. Um, but that's, you know, I digress. He's, oh, my God. And, and those scenes, when he finally finds out, because you know he's going to go running to Maggie. 
and then Sarah's mm-hmm. going to pick up the pieces. And we're going to see another ver- – we're going to see the version of Sarah from three and a half years ago after she lost Eric and the whole, and the whole aftermath of that. We're going to see that Sarah, and she's going to come running to Xander to, to smooth out all of the pieces of it. And on top of it all, it, there's going to be the alliance with Xander and Maggie. Oh, my God. Can't wait. Loving it, loving it. Anybody else want to say anything about Dave before we go to General Hospital? No. Going once. All right. You know what, Belinda, you're our guest star tonight, so talk to us about General Hospital. Oh, my gosh. So this thing with Nina, everybody wants Nina's life to blow up. I did a video like two weeks ago where I said, Michael's not going to tattle. He's going to blackmail her. Nope. The, uh, the amount of heat I took in the comments was insane. People were like, no, you're wrong. And then I just had to say in a more recent video, and I'm right. So, <laughs> I, I, of course, it's going to be Ned that's going to have to blow her up instead. But everybody just is waiting to see everything rain down on her. And it's so frustrating, of course, that they're not going to do it right away because we've all been waiting for like a year, you know. And it all needs to come out. And, of course, it doesn't matter that it was Nina that, that called the stock cops because that's not going to get through out of prison. You know, the blackmail of the judge is going to get him out. But um, I like Nina. I like her better with Cynthia Watros than I did Michelle Stafford. But I love Michelle yeah, Stafford. Yeah. They're just very different Nina's. Like, I always yeah. compared Stafford's version. She was like a horny giraffe. She was just on top of everybody. <laughs> she had a whole yeah. different energy. I, and, I, and I like that Nina, but this is a very different Nina. She's not, you know, and I do like her with Sonny. And I know a lot of people, oh, I want him back with Carly. Maurice Bennard has said he doesn't want them back together. He's tired of it. He's been on the show so long, and they were together for so long. And, you know, people are like, oh, he's mocking fans. And it's like, as an actor, you want to do something different. You know, right. you don't want to punch your cards and doing what, the same thing. You want to know what okay. said in All right. Movie. I'm so, going to jump right have... in there because, because General Hospital is playing beats, and I can almost yeah. guarantee that the fallout is going to push Sonny and Anna together. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't think and so. I, and, and I think Nina is going to be back with Valentine, which I'm okay with. I think with. that Sonny I... and Nina are going to weather the storm. I, I really think that that – Sonny and Nina are going to stay together. Um, I, I really do. I think that they're going to weather the storm. Jenny, how long have you been watching General Hospital? Until Brenda comes back. Uh, for about 12 years or so. So he, he knows. Okay, you've been here long enough. There is no yeah. way that Sonny and Nina are going to weather, weather the storm. But, yeah, but see, here's the, here's and, the, here's the thing. Right. Is, uh, Let me say this, because Candace and David, you can both attest to this. I have been a huge Sonny and Nina supporter, uh, you know, yeah. in the last, I don't know, six, seven months. I, I'm like, it's yeah, raining on me. But the, the Nina Mike, you know, the fallout, because that storyline was not supposed to happen. What was supposed to happen was if the COVID crap didn't happen. Sonny was supposed to come back as Jason 2.0. He was not supposed to remember that he was Sonny. He was supposed to come back with Sonny and Carly running the mob, and that was going to be a whole different general hospital. But they had to regroup real quick, and they decided, you know what, we've already baited these seeds. This is already going, so let's play the, the Sonny Mike 
the Sonny Dina Venus enfolding into his world. The of course they can clash because you know it goes back to Annie Dutton, the Annie Dutton you know guiding light, and everybody wanted to see Laura Wright and Cynthia Watros go at it. And we've seen it. It's been beautiful. It's been wonderful. Then it's been like, oh God, kill me, just get it over with. Um, they they cannot weather this. They're gonna push him with Anna. I, I, I we're gonna be back here in three months, and you're all gonna say, "Oh, Anthony, you can say this." They have given us every not. indication. I strongly because Sonny is a grudge holder. He is going to be mad at Nina, and he's also gonna be mad at Michael. I think for not telling him right oh, away. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, I, it's going to be Michael Sonny 2.0. Yeah, I th- I do think like maybe in a year, in a year, Sonny might soften on Nina and they might eventually reconcile, but not right away. There, there's a breakup. Yeah. Yep. I think that with, with the way Sonny has been been being played and portrayed, I, I honestly feel like it's a obviously it's a different Sonny. He's got parts of Mike woven into him. That's why I think, even though I get it, he's loyal to his and family. Nina, he does. And you are absolutely right. If if Nina never pulled that trigger with Martin, you are absolutely right. But Sonny cannot, he hates Ava, and yet he will stand by Ava because that is the mother of his child. So mm-hmm. think about it. That's Ava, who he can't stand. Collie, who he still loves, maybe he's not in love with her anymore, but he still loves her. She, he, she is the mother of three of his children, so to speak, because he considers Doc one of his children. Yeah. Whether yep. she wants to be his child or not, he, he, as far as he is concerned, she's his kid. So you take the way he feels about Ava and what he's willing to do for Ava, and then you, and then we find out Nina threw. His ride or die calling under the bus? No, they cannot weather that. They cannot weather that. And they've given yeah. us all the indi- indications that he's going to turn to Anna. And, and when Anna is disillusioned to the point where she can't take Valentine anymore, she's going to turn to Sonny. Who's going to pick up Nina's pieces? Belinda, ding, 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 ding. You've got it right there. We're going right back to the, to the Nina. But I honestly hope honestly hope that because we are talking Cynthia Watros, Annie Dutton, I hope that they send her into back into insanity and they give the Nina insanity. Michelle Stafford, when she cut that baby out of Ava, I, I got to admit that is one of the best psychotic moments in all of soap opera history. Absolutely. Yep. But Annie, uh, Annie, excuse me, Cynthia <laughs> will take crazy Nina to a place that we've not seen before. Candace, you've been real quiet, girl. Come on now. So we're talking about Sonny, Nina, and all this jazz? Yep. Okay. <sighs> I'm going to try to be nice, right? <laughs> I have to remember that around December, January is when Danny Chris comes back, like they're writing material. I feel as though I've seen this before with Claudia and Sonny. Yeah. But I know for a fact that Maurice Bernard and Cynthia Watchos is about to take us to the motherland. 
with the acting. I really wish there was a twist to the storyline. I really wish there was a twist because it's too. It was too easy for them to say it was Nina. To me, I'm going Tracy. to say it. Tracy. Uh, I mean, well, no. Tracy. I, I, I want to. No, I don't even <laughs> want to be Tracy. I wanted to be somebody else. I actually, you know who I really truly want? If the, if this is a soap opera, let me do this justice. I wish it was Drew. I wish it was Ned. I yeah. wish it was Ned. Yeah. I wish it was Ned. I want to tell I you what. You want me to tell you why? But no, wait a minute. Hold on. I'll give you one even better. Anthony, come with me. Hold my hand. We're going down the mothership. Uh, always, baby. I really wish. Always. I really wish. I really wish, and the wish of wishes, I wish it was Johnny Sakar. <laughs> oh, my God, yes. Oh, my God, oh, yes. Lord. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> but he's already taken. But if it's to me, not, To me, you know, tie him into, because here's the thing. There's somebody, there's this one character that's irking my soul, okay? Whenever I come out look at him, I, think, I don't think of him as mini Jason. I think of him as question mark, question mark, question mark. It's Dex. Why is that so hung up on this, right? And to me, you could have had it again. Because honey, again, Nina, honey, Nina honey, 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 stop what? right there because you know exactly what that they are holding that back until uh, Steve Burton is no longer on John's contract at days and they can bring him back and he is Jason's son. Honey, you know it and sweetie, I know it. Sweetie, you know? sweetie, <laughs> sweetie, Anthony, honey, bunches of oats. You do realize, and I'm going to say this because I get a lot of heat. So, Vinny and Belinda, I'm going to let you guys know I get a lot of heat for this. I personally do not want Jason back on General Hospital. I'm going to tell you why. To me, just like with Adam on The Young and the Rustless, you're only going to use him for the Sonny and Carly stuff versus what you did when Steve Burton first came back to the show. You did good. You actually showed some growth in the character. I don't trust, and I've been saying this, I don't trust GH to give me something meaty like that. Do I think Dex is going to be connected to somebody from the past? Obviously, yes, because this is a pattern. But I don't want, I want for me, the way they have Sonny kind of evolved a little bit, like he's still a little bit of Sonny that I know, but he's evolved. I, I look at Jason, I'm just like, oh, baby, y'all going to keep him in that same spot forever in a day. Cheese, promo. <laughs> oh, <but Yeah>. <laughs> you go, girl. <laughs> I was like, okay, with, with with Sonny, I mean, Sonny and Carly, to me, they're going to have their moment, but I've always said, to me, they've been, they're, they're toxic. They've been toxic since mm-hmm. Morgan's death, okay? Yeah. And to me, if you're going to just have Sonny and Carly hook back up, I'm, I'm going to be really irritated because I'm just like, really? Like, I do feel as though Nina is going to go crazy. And Ava is not going to be able to help her. I need Ava to go crazy with her. That's what I want. Oh my God! I want to see Ava. I want to see Ava. Ava pick up her strength. And you know, she made a comment. She made a comment saying that you know you'll remember my last name or something to that effect. Yeah. Um, last week, I want her to actually grasp that and become the Ava of old. She softened a lot when TV died. You know, she she softened a lot. I get that. But at the same time, you know, now it's time for her to pick up the pieces 
instead of, you know, being so afraid and, and she went through a kidnapping, I get that. But now it's time to go on the offensive. I've never been an Ava fan, but Maura West is fantastic as an actor. Oh, yeah. And I know that she could pull it off. I'll just say this. is Vinny, go on YouTube. I know I've promised you some clips. Just type in Carly S. Turns. Just take a look at any clip. Any clip. Because to me, I don't like how they have Ava as being the softy, like you said. Because to me, yeah. it's like, when was she ever a softy? This girl came in with a gun. Bop, 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 bop. Like, I need to see that. I guess she's a mother and everything, and she's trying to... You know, but I, I, I feel so. this is a writer's problem. This is really a writer's problem. And, you know, obviously we're still seeing, you know, material from the writer's staff. Yeah. 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 So to me, I need for Dan and Chris, because you're back now, to really tap in and give us the Ava Jerome that we was just like, mm-hmm. oh, crap, she can actually go toe-to-toe with Carly. Oh, crap, she can go toe-to-toe with uh, if Faith Roscoe was still alive. Or is she still alive, General Hospital? I mean, Ava, I think I think Faith Roscoe is Dex's mother, but that's a whole nother, you know. Thank you. Ava thank was you, thank the you. mom when she killed Sonny's fiance. So when she took right. out Connie, she was a mom. The mo- motherhood oh, no. does mm-hmm. not exactly. Ava, They are just not writing exactly. her well. Yeah. Y'all remember exactly. how she killed AJ? How she killed AJ? Y'all remember that? Yep. <laughs> Well, how she gaslit Sonny. No, she killing didn't. AJ. I think Sonny killed AJ. Yeah. No, she, but, but yeah, she, she did. No, no, no. She gaslit him. Sonny may have, quote, unquote, pulled the trigger, but Ava but she, killed AJ. Yeah. Killed AJ. Yeah, she pulled mm-hmm. all those strings. Yep. Yep, yep. Yeah. No, I mean, Ava, but I Ava had mind... sex with Sonny. She is so much yeah. darker. I like dark Ava. I'm an Ava fan. I loved her. I loved Franco. I like the bad guys. Yeah, I would love to see Ava go toe-to-toe with Can I ask all of you on this call right now, is there any way that we can direct all of our thoughts to have Selena Will just kill damn Portia? (laughs) (laughs) That would be amazing. Well, Cyrus is out. He could finish what he started. I wouldn't mind. Oh. oh, see, we got a minute and a half. That character has, you know what, Brooke Kerr, I love free. you. Whitney, girl, I love you. I love what Portia used to be. I do. I love you as an actress. You don't like oh, being my God, can somebody kill her, please? And Curtis. Oh, you're right. Oh, and, and, and you know what? Okay, one more question, people. What's going to happen with Esme? Because at this point, we have had six months of, oh, oh, Candace, right. go ahead. I, just, just, like, just like we're probably going to get cut off, Esme can go. Have a blessed day, everybody. We'll see you in two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yes, asthma. I'm going to be live in an hour. I'm going to be live in an hour at 10 p.m. myself for, for Sudden and Squared Circle on my YouTube page. So I could continue the GH talk. Everyone, we will be back in two weeks with more of your soaps in depth. Soap. Yes, we will. Thank you, everybody, for participating tonight.
Thanks, David. Good night, everyone. All right. Have a good Bye night. <laughs> Get connected with Take-Two Radio on Facebook or Twitter at Take-Two Radio. For email updates on future shows, follow at Blog Talk Radio. For previous episodes, upcoming guests, and more, visit Take-Two Radio.com.